0: Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Brent Bowers. Brent, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Yeah, man, excited to be here. Uh, excited to be on the Lockbox.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't you tell our listeners who you are, where you're from?
1: Yeah. So I'm from a small place in Florida called Okeechobee, uh, where the main, you know, the main economy driver is cattle, um, and that's about it. Uh, So it's a pretty, pretty small town. Uh, Enjoyed growing up out there. We, you know, rode four-wheelers, hunted and fished, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Always wanted to be in real estate though. So got my license in 2007, bought my first rental house in 2007, uh, cried 2008, 2009, because I didn't know what I know now. Ultimately had to kind of throw in the towel for a little while and joined the military, went, went back to school and took a little break from real estate until about 2013 and then Got back into rentals and just kept buying and buying and then started wholesaling houses and ultimately stumbled on the holy grail of, you know, real estate, passive income, and investing, which is land. Um mm. and, and here we are today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very excited to talk about all of the things you just mentioned and really dive into what you're doing today. But first, like what was that that first experience with real estate? You mentioned that you you know, you bought a rental property or two and then the recession hit, but like that, that's kind of fast forwarding to the point where you already own rental properties. You know, what was that first, very, very first exposure and and you saw the power of, of real estate as an investment?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I always thought real estate was an awesome thing. You know, I, and I knew that that was one of the many guaranteed ways uh, to getting wealthy and doing well. And I always wanted to be somebody. I always wanted. I love entrepreneurship. I had a business from the time I was in sixth grade. Uh, my grandpa left us a broke down lawnmower on our on our porch, our carport, and me and my dad fixed it and got it running. And I started mowing the mowing the neighbors' lawns all over the neighborhood. I started out actually with the before we even fixed that mower, with using the the neighbor's lawnmower. And the neighbor was kind enough to see like. And most people, this is I find most people in life want to see you succeed. Um, the neighbor was kind enough to want to see me succeed by allowing me to use that her mower on other people's houses. Um, wow. So ultimately, I started my business before I even had a lawnmower. Um, and then I was like, okay, you know, I, I saw what people were doing in real estate. I didn't really understand it. I thought I needed a real estate license. So I graduated th- 2004 from high school, built a heck of a lawn business by then, and I was about to hire somebody because I just couldn't keep up with all of it. So my dad ultimately came out with me and invested in the company. And I started you know, getting, uh, studying for my real estate license. And it took me like three times to pass that, that crazy test. I'm not a test taker, I'm not a good student. Um, and a couple of hurricanes went through. So it just kept like, things kept getting in the way and I finally just did it. Pulled like, just, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finally do this. I did like a cram course, got my license, joined a brokerage within like the first week. And then w- when the first couple of weeks within that brokerage, one of my sister agents, um, I was actually with Exit Realty, she recruited me. And she listed a house and I put an offer on it. Like the second she listed it and the sellers accepted it and I had my first rental and I learned, you know, everything not to do with a rental, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then that was about 2007, 2008. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I was in the gym today or not. I'm in the gym every day, but uh, today was a special day. One of the gentlemen was talking to me and he's like, you know, you're really going to be in trouble. In real estate, when this economy crashes, and I was like, why? Why do you say that? He goes, you're not going be to be, be able to buy any more real estate. I said, I'm going to buy so much real estate because that's when it goes on sale. That's when it's on goes, sale. You, can't, you won't find money. And I said, like, I don't need money because everyone's going to have loans on it. And I'm going to figure out a way to catch their loan back up and take over that property and control it. And it's just like so negative. But that was me in 2008. I was like, I can't do this. I threw in the towel and I quit so
0: that's a great story i appreciate (laughs) you sharing that and it is so true (laughs) yeah oh yeah i mean yeah (laughs) you're talking about 15 years ago you know and and this whole history of getting into real estate in two minutes or whatever but of course there's a lot more but i appreciate you telling that story and uh you know there's that negative sentiment that fear oh we're at the top of the market this and that but if you look at one number which is inventory you know, you know that we are underbuilt and are in the great american housing shortage right now so i don't see housing prices going down just based on the simple theory of supply and demand and you know there is not this huge 30 year plus bubble of subprime loans that are ready to pop and you know there's not all these major tailwinds that are forcing a recession right like yeah. the, the, we're in a really interesting point because we've seen so much asset price inflation over the last 10, 12 years in real estate. And typically, it would cycle back down. But there are all these other factors that are just continuing to push that those prices up. So yeah, I, I find it interesting when people are acting out of fear. They've been waiting for the big recession since 2016. They're like, oh, it's going to come. Oh, this yeah. year. all oh, this year. all oh, this year. Like, I'm not a perma bear. You know, <laughs> I believe that, uh, you know, things are are what you make it. And there is opportunities in any market, similar to you, right? And so, um, yeah, I I totally hear you on that. So, you know, talking about the journey of going through what you've been through and then now getting into wholesaling, buying and holding and land, you know, what's the single most important action that you've taken on a daily basis that attributes most to your success?
1: You know what? I mean, you said it. It's action. It's just you're never going to have all the answers. Um, You just got to, you know, you have the answers you need for today. Tomorrow's answers will come tomorrow. It's like we can't see around the corner. Like our headlights of our vehicle are only made. What are they shoot out? Maybe 150 feet, 300 feet max. There's a reason why they're that far because we don't need to see that much further ahead. We only need to see it, you know, far enough to get us to that next point. And I think most people want to have all the answers before they actually take any action. They want to listen to all the podcasts and read all the books. And before they know it, they're like three years down the road and they haven't done anything. So I am fine. And I understand I'm never going to have all the answers, but tomorrow's answers will, will appear, you know, when I need them tomorrow. And if I don't have them, somebody else will type thing. Mm. Um, So it's just taking action when you can only see so far, not quite around the corner until you step around the corner. Um, And I think that's where people people make mistakes. They they think they have to have all the answers. And you're never going to have all the answers. You're always going to make mistakes. You just need to fail forward.
0: Yeah, I think you brought up a few good points there. Number one, I love the headlight analogy. You only need to see the next step right? You only need need to see so far ahead of you to be able to take action and put one foot in front of the other towards your next step towards the goal. And then the other thing that you mentioned, not in these words, was having faith that once you take that next step, now your headlights will be a little bit farther down the road and you'll be able to take the step after that and the step after that. You mentioned going to the gym every day. I also work out, you know, five to six days a week. And there's something about being in the middle of a 20, 30 minute circuit workout, just a grind. And you get to this point of failure with your physical body where it's not doing what you want it to do. And you have to start breaking things down. Like oh, I'm a third of the way there. Okay. Five, five more reps for this set. Okay. You know, two more. And you start doing these weird little math tricks to kind of psychologically and just get to that next movement. Okay. One more. Hey, just, okay. Wait, we're on the last round. Right. And I find myself talking to myself to get, through and get past the, this hurdle and this barrier that I'm experiencing. And it's so relevant for me as well in the business world, right? Oh, this this went wrong, that went wrong. Uh, but you just keep breaking things down into bite sized pieces and trudging forward and moving forward. Have you experienced that as well?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. And let me ask you, Jeffrey, when you're about halfway through that workout or maybe done with the workout, do you like, have ideas in your mind, or maybe you've been afraid to make that phone call out of fear of rejection or fear of failure or not sure what to say, or maybe it won't go good. And you're like halfway through that workout and you're like, you know what? Heck with it. I'm going to make the call right now. Or the second I walk out of this gym, and just get it done. You ever have well, that like happen? Breakthroughs. Yeah. Breakthroughs. And I just recently realized why that always happens to me and I would say always at least nine times out of 10, there, I'll be afraid to make this call to this big developer or this big time banker or this investor that just intimidates me because I'm, I know, just a small, normal dude. I don't want to call this guy or this gal. Um, they're doing so well or whatever it might be. And I'll be halfway through my set or whatever, just kind of just start working up a sweat or my, my heart's pumping, but I figured out it's, it's endorphins that are basically the exact reverse opposite or the anecdote to cortisol. And cortisol is fear in our mind. It, it stops us. It holds us back. It pauses us. It doesn't allow us to take action or move forward because we don't know the answers. We're fear of failing or fear of rejection. But that little thing, this amazing miracle in our body, endorphins, that's provided by you know walking fast or doing some quick sprints or maybe even a jog or lifting weights in the gym or that set or crossfit or whatever the heck you do just get moving when i'm afraid to do something i just get moving and i never i never knew that until probably the last couple months now
0: you know it finally wow.
1: finally worked out
0: it finally clicked that's powerful do you listen to much tony robbins i do I, yeah a big fan he talks about state change a lot and controlling your state. I am a big Tony Robbins fan. I'm, I'm re-listening to Personal Power right now. I have access to a bunch of his courses I've purchased throughout the years. And I'll cycle through different stuff that I listen to as a part of my morning formula. It might be just a list of motivational videos that day or a specific course that I'm working my way through. And just making breakfast, you know, Tony Robbins' concept of no extra time, right? When you're yeah. just doing other things and your hands are busy but your mind is free. Yeah, dump some good stuff in there, right? And so, I was listening to Personal Power the last couple of days and, you know, he's talking about the number one most important thing to determine success is controlling your state and, you know, his state management philosophy is, you know, what you're focusing on, what you're, the language you're using and then your physical body, the moving, you know, you go from having a resting heart rate of 45 or 50, you go move, you get that heart rate up to 120, 160, your brain and your body experiences a different state of reality, right? And, and this is what you're talking about, getting those endorphins released, getting you know, the dopamine released, these breakthroughs that happen when, when you're in these states and you're, you're thinking, oh man, I got to go do that right after this because you are now in this elevated state of mind. And the cool thing about all of this is that you have control over it, right? You control what you focus on, the language and the self-talk that you are talking to yourself Mm -hmm. About and then also you control your state. I mean, if you're feeling a little stagnant, you can go for a walk, go for a jog. You feel different now, so I I find that very empowering, and I'm really glad that you mentioned it.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's been incredible. Uh, Just you know, if if anybody doesn't get anything out of this podcast, you know, just that thing, that one thing alone right there will change your life. And it's the state mm-hmm. change that Tony Robbins always talks about. And most people don't understand that. Like, why is he making me jump around in these, uh, these <laughs> seminars? And I always felt stupid doing that, by the way. Um, every 30 minutes
0: you can't sit down
1: you can't barely start writing and he's like all right get up (laughs) yeah i I bring my team and my wife and i'm like i want to put my hands in my pocket and melt in my chair right Um, (laughs) but i understand why he's making us do it type thing so Mm -hmm. i do it every day in my gym or my workout or my run type thing so you can bring that home and just that one piece will change people's lives
0: yeah absolutely so we definitely have a lot of alignment on our you know, focus, on state, on you know, physical habits as far as working out. I'm curious to learn more about what you're doing today in the real estate space because you, you alluded to something that I find fascinating. Uh, you, you said you have kind of gone through the different levels of real estate investment and graduated to the amazing world of land and land yeah. flipping, right? And so I would love to just hear more about that. This is one of my favorite topics right now. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you, I've house hacked. I've bought multiple rentals. We have uh, apartment complexes. We've bought, bought and sold mobile homes. We flip houses. But I'll tell you the best thing that I ever could have come on me was the simplicity of land. We buy land at crazy massive discounts and we turn around and sell it to others, whether we flip it to a builder that's looking to build a house or maybe we'll build a house on it. We're building four houses right now. Uh, a buddy of mine is building 88 houses in Nashville, Tennessee, but it all starts with land. Everything starts with land. You know whether the mobile home park or the storage unit business or the RV park or the housing development, it's all going to start with land. And most people don't realize how you can make passive income or a monthly paycheck on land without anything on it. And it's really simple. You get it at a discount and you sell it for a little more with seller financing. That's my preferred method. Um, And yes, we're, we're buying it way cheap, like, you know, 30, 40, sometimes 50 cents on the dollar and selling it for 100 cents on the dollar retail Uh, and you know charging 12% interest so if I borrow um, say 40 grand from my mother-in-law at 6% interest and I sell the land because for 110 because that's what it's worth at 12% interest how often can I do that arbitrage you basically never ever run out of money because there's always somebody out there that's got 10 20 30 40 thousand dollars that does not mind lending the money for an asset that you're getting under contract for 50 cents on the dollar or you just assign that contract or you buy it with hard money and flip it. Um, but something we've graduated into as well is because, yes, passive income is great, but I'm an entrepreneur. We're always growing. We're always building. And we we started building houses and we're actually looking. We're Well, we're looking at another 36 acres to develop. We're developing 38 townhomes on the land we own. So it all started with that first $285 land purchase that I sold the next day for five grand. uh, And then we just kept building on it. The second one we bought for 500 and sold for five grand. But that second one was where my paradigm shifted. You know, we started Mm -hmm. seller financing that. I got my down payment of 500 bucks. I got my money back out of the deal. And then I seller financed it for $400 a month. And my truck payment was covered. And then we did another one. And my wife's car payment was covered. And then we just kept doing it until we hit almost nine grand a month in almost in 10 months time. And that ultimately allowed me to get out of the military. And I had a huge why I wanted to get the heck out of the military because I was always gone, always away, always deployed, always training my eight and a half years that I was in the military. I was maybe only home four of those years. My first wife was done with it. She got tired of that. And she's like, I'm out of here. Another lady, we, we get married. we, uh, she's the love of my life. We have babies. Um, my The first two years of my son's life, I was only home for six months of it. So I had a massive why to get out of the military. So I I built the passive income with the land and that paid our bills, gave me time, freedom, geography, freedom, because it didn't matter where I live now because we're paid every month. And then ultimately uh, financial freedom. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's Amazing. why I call it the Holy Grail of of investing because it's, the, the the water is not red yet. It's a deep blue ocean strategy. There's still so much available land out there.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Yeah, I thank you. Appreciate you being a part of our military and, and really appreciate you giving that time. Like you mentioned, time away from your family, from your children. So thank you. And also, what an amazing accomplishment to not only do that, but also on the side focus so much on building passive income to be able to replace that and transition out gracefully back to the workforce, right? I mean, now you have this, this thriving land flipping and investment business and, and you're doing well. So commend you on that. And my question is, are you now kind of giving this information out to the world, like teaching it? Are you offering coaching? Are you are you accepting capital and, and kind of you know, syndicating these deals or putting things together at a larger scale? Like, like what are you doing now that you've kind of figured this out? It's this blue ocean that you see that you've been able to thrive in. You know, why not just keep that information to yourself, Yeah, right? I'll tell you,
1: I'm doing... All the above, you know, I'm teaching people how to do it every single day. I film, I actually have a video on YouTube that goes out every single day of the week. Um, five, Monday through Friday. If you go to YouTube and search Brent Bowers, you will find it. I'm talking everything investing that we've done. And I say we, it's not just me. It's my team that helps me do all this. I could not have done any of that without a team. I didn't mention the virtual assistants that were, you know, literally working while I was sleeping. Uh, because in the military, I was working, over was 12, 13 hours a day. I had no time and no money. So I had a kind of a big problem. And then probably, <laughs> people, listeners probably think, well, how'd you have a team? Well, it's amazing the talent you can find on the other side of the world that's way Absolutely. more affordable. And I had you know, virtual assistants, People, a girl in India studying for her PhD, charging me $5 an hour to do high-level stuff. So I couldn't have done it without those amazing people. And then I started building a team in the United States. Um, but I teach people how to do this on my YouTube channel if you search Brant Bowers. But I just asked. Please subscribe. You know, I'm trying to build that thing and show YouTube that uh, I'm the man. And then, yeah, we're starting to syndicate deals. We we're starting a fund because we now have more projects than we've got money for. You know, I still run out of money. So oh. that that mother-in-law example I just gave you, I literally just bought land with my mother-in-law, uh, which is amazing. Uh, she's part of the deal now. She gets to see what's happening because uh, ultimately we're going to buy it, flip it to a builder. We just decided. You know what? We can make $15,000 net profit a lot because we got them at 50 cents on the dollar. And I was like we can we can we can double our money in 90 days or what if we tripled it in 1 year? So we're mm-hmm. going for the home run, man, <laughs> because the the, the 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 expenses are covered, and I also teach people how to do this. If if someone's looking for coaching, I'm a wholesaling ink uh, wholesaling ink coach, so they can head on over to wholesalingink.com forward slash land. Appreciate you asking that.
0: Absolutely, no. I mean, it's so generous to get to the point where you can offer this and come from a place of abundance, knowing that you offering this information isn't going to take away from your ability to continue doing this and earning income from it and providing for your family so many operate from a scarcity level and wow. i i believe that does limit their success you know the the whole point is to get to the 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 point of your journey where you understand something so well that you can teach it which also then reaffirms your knowledge of it and By giving that back, I I just think that it puts you into this state of, of abundance and thinking, hey, I'm grateful for what I have. There's plenty to go around. Here's this knowledge if you're interested. And by providing true value to the marketplace, people will resonate with that. That's been my whole philosophy with this podcast. The entire intent from day one was, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there already. How is this one going to catch on? But I just understood one very simple philosophy you don't get something for nothing so if i meet with amazing top real estate professionals and i ask the right questions and i provide value to the marketplace guess what people will listen yeah and it's the same with you right if you put this valuable content out to youtube people will listen and yeah. you'll get the the views and the subscribers and and everything will grow from there
1: yeah and i'll tell you you know you're the more you give the more you're going to get you can't outgive god you know, and I feel like if it wasn't for the Land Sharks community that we've created, I wouldn't have found some tools that absolutely helped me crush it in my land business. Because guess who brought those to me? Other Land Sharks.
0: Yeah, students. they made you
1: better, right? And then, like we do deals with our students, like this. Uh, one of our students just got twenty-eight buildable lots under contract at a crazy discount. I never would have even been able to get those lots under contract because I was not mailing that one area, even though we're in the same county he got these and it's like, we're doing it together. And it's just like, things like that, because you know, there's, there is that scarcity, but there's so much abundance too. Like there's, there's more money than we'll ever be able to spend out there. I mean, there's just so much. Um, and, but I get it all the time. Oh man, aren't you just teaching your competition? Maybe, but I don't think so.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And for all the reasons that you mentioned and more, it it becomes a major benefit. So I'm curious in the videos and, you know, within your sphere, you're teaching everything, like how to how to generate these land opportunities that are at a discount, how to negotiate them, how to market yeah. for them, how to convert them, how to, you know, get the money and capital raised for them, how to structure the the like the contract and the seller financing, like A to Z.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. It's all there on these podcasts, you know, the lockbox my YouTube channel. But if you know the guys that want to fast track, like, hey, 19 days, I want to have it all. And oh, by the way, I need you to answer questions for me once a week on a live call. You know, that's the guys that join the Landsharks course. So it's just which way, which direction you want to take. At the end of the day, all the answers are out there. You know, these libraries that people don't even visit anymore. It's like free to join these things. The answers are out there.
0: Wow. Actually I just made a connection. So did you know that like less than three percent of people have a library card? Yet the I library houses <laughs> all this free knowledge that's been accumulated over you know, thousands of years essentially, and especially in the last couple hundred when publication really became a thing, my gosh, you can for for free, not even for ten or twenty dollars, which I usually say, man, for ten bucks you can have a, a book on Amazon shipped to you in two days and change your life. But if you read it, right? And so I just thought of the new library is YouTube. Yeah. Like the new public library that you can just go get free knowledge is YouTube. It's out there, right? And then if you want to take it to the next level and have a mentor, then you buy the course. You get there faster. You get consulting, you get coaching, right? And I find that pretty interesting. So to move back to some of your entrepreneurial habits, you know, I'm I'm curious if you do have one to three books that have greatly influenced your life or career?
1: You know, one I always mention is the wealthy gardener by John Sophoric. Uh, I love just the way that he breaks it down into sowing and reaping. You got to work the garden. You had referenced about putting the good things into your mind. You know, your mind is going to grow something. It can grow weeds or it can grow the most beautiful flower that you'll ever see. And you got to tend that garden every day if you wanted to grow those flowers. But the weeds will grow whether you do anything or not. And the weeds are like, you know, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, but I call the weeds like Fox News and CNN, you know, or the naysayer in the gym that told me I'm going to fail here very soon. And the fertilizer and the weeding and the pulling and the reaping or in the sowing, I should say are you know the tony robbins and the jim roan and the reading the right books so and and the bible you know it, we have everything we need it we we just choose what we should put into like we put in our bodies crap in crap out type thing
0: yeah absolutely i and on the news point i couldn't agree more i've been saying this to my mom for like <sighs> 15 years i don't know since i was a kid like teenager I'm like mom why do you watch the news it's garbage <laughs> Like you, you wake up and as a condition you know you start doing the dishes it's like 5 30 in the morning because so you just always wake up way too early and start banging dishes around you know when I was living at home <laughs> and I hear the news it just flicks on just as a habit it's in the background and it's just pouring negativity in and you're also one of the most worried anxious people that, that I know and and I I told her even back then like mom that The anxiety and the worry is going to kill you quicker than, you know, there's some little tidbit of information that you get on there, whatever, like, it's not worth it. (laughs) And I I don't know, I just wired that way from the beginning. And then I discovered personal development years later. And, you know, since then, I've been able to to help my mom pour some good in with the news. She still watches the news way too much. (laughs) It's
1: like Um, pouring water in in a a pool of oil, though, you know, (laughs) does it actually mix? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I think that uh with, with enough good you can help combat it. But yeah, to your point, I mean yeah, what you reap you, you will sow, right? The solution what, to what you re- is sow.
1: dilution. <laughs> so yeah, you know, the water being the good stuff. So Yeah. What do you mean, Jeffrey? You don't watch the news. You must be so in, uh, in, like, I'm, uninformed. I'm so
0: uninformed, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's oh. Tim Ferriss' point on that. If, if you uh, don't take it from me, who am I, right? Don't listen to, to Jeff Broger. Listen to Tim Ferriss, multi, you know, best-selling author, author of 4-Hour Workweek, Tools of Titans, podcast. Like, this guy is just absolute legend in the information space. He's talked to and interviewed some of the most intelligent people in the world. Here's his take on the news. He says, if it's important enough, I'll know about it. People in I my like immediate it. sphere will yeah. tell me. And yes. even, oh, what about election time? How do you cast your vote? Yeah. Well, I email the top 10 to 50 people who I respect the most. I ask who they're voting for, and then I make my decision. Yeah. Whoa, what a concept. Now you can save yourself an hour to five hours a day. Of TV that was just polluting your minds, and you still get the most critical two answers. How are you informed on current events that matter? And how do you cast your vote? There you go. Yeah.
1: I'll say that four hour work week made a huge impact on my life um so that Mm -hmm. would be probably the second book i would recommend and i remember that because i was still watching a lot of news back then and i also heard jim Rohn. you know the guy wakes up or i used to wake up and and i would start reading the newspaper all the negative things in the world going on and i would start my day out like that and i remember those words coming out of jim Rohn's mouth and then also the four-hour work week and you're absolutely right you know where i found out that russia had just invaded the ukraine as soon as I walked into the gym, right. everyone was watching the sh- the TV. So it didn't, I didn't have to turn on the news at home to find that out, which is right. terrible, by the way. You know, I can't believe that's what, like, at this day and age with what we know and how we can communicate. And it's just, it's just a lack of communication. But um, yeah, you do not have to watch the news.
0: And we, we might have just lost half your listeners, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, the, no, that's we, all right. We all. Yeah. We, and, and, uh, <laughs> You know, we don't have to get into the whole current events topic of the Russia-Ukraine conflict and however you feel about it, but the sentiment on, you know, reaping what you sow and putting good things into your mind, including books, audio, you know, even just meditating, just clearing space, having nothing, right? And getting your, your breath work in so that you can let those insights and let your mind and your subconscious speak to you. I heard one concept from a a meditation study that I did says your, your mind talks and shouts and your heart whispers. You have to get really quiet to hear what your heart is trying to say. Right. So I I thought that was a really cool concept with meditation. Like we have constant stimuli all the time. The average person sees 5,000 advertisements a day. (laughs) So, I mean, why not clear out some space there, you know? So, you know, I would love to now focus on something that is a little bit of a tough topic for, for some and, and a, a totally fine topic for others. But I'm curious, you know, from the outside looking in, it seems like linear path to success. Military, transitioned out, land flipping, and, you know, now you're doing amazing things. But is there a failure or an apparent failure throughout that process that really sets you up for later success? I mean, do you have like a favorite failure of yours? I mean, we probably should pause for your sponsor,
1: though, right? That advertisement you're talking about. No. I'm just kidding. you know, there's so many. I fail every day, and I still do. Like, I mean, you know, the first failure I would say is thrown into town in real estate. I quit. Mm-hmm. Like, I gave up. I was a quitter. But before that, I had to move in with my in-laws because here I am. I had a a real estate. I'm sorry. I have a real estate license. I own a rental property. I had a business that was paying very well. Ultimately, had to sell my truck, buy a smaller car, move in with my in-laws, and it was tough. Like I literally was eating humble pie every day, and ultimately had to tell my landlords, "Like we're not going to be able to pay you next month, so we need to break lease." And then I had to pay that big fee for that breaking of lease. So it's like I just just kept getting punched, and I felt like for a while there in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I just couldn't win. And I finally started. Doing well, I was in this uh, multi-level marketing company as well uh, With while doing real estate, while driving renters around in my car all day. And maybe I'd make $300 a week, but I started hitting like branch manager, really good sales. We were helping people pay off their mortgages. It was called the, the MMA program, the money merge account. And then they, I, I finally hit branch manager. I hit 25 sales and I was finally doing well. I had all these payments coming in. I was like, I'm coming out of this. And that next day, they started locking up all the lines of credit. And these lines of credit was how people were using to pay their mortgage. It was basically, we were, <laughs> I can't, it's been so long, since so I've explained it. But uh, we were trading simple interest for compound interest. And it was all these algorithms that would work. And I had people paying on their mortgage off in like six months, 30-year mortgages, like all this debt in six months. And so it worked. And it's like someone ripped the rug right out from underneath me. Wow. And... Then I joined, I had to join the military because it's like, I just can't, I can't keep doing this. So, and then I'm on my first deployment, you know, very shortly after the military went to basic training, the AIT, and then deployed as soon as we moved to Germany. And then I'm home for a year and then I'm back again, back again, gone again for a year. And my second uh, failure was my divorce, you know, because like, it was like, you're always gone. Like I'm out of here type thing. Um, So that ultimately, like I went in the military as a brand new E1. So I had to start over at 24 years old. And some people are like, well, they can probably listen to this like 24 years old, give me a break. But I was doing pretty well for for many years. And I had to start back over. So what did I learn from those failures? You always do a little bit better each time, you know, and (laughs) I had to go through that humble period because I just put my nose to the ground and made it happen. So, and I just know that that was a tough time in life, but, you know, it makes like business so much easier. Um, Mm. So I don't know if that that answered your question, but I had, and I still fail every day.
0: So with my wife and children. And, you know, the thing at the end that you said where personal failure or tragedy, trauma has made business seem easy. Because it's like, oh man, if I could make it through that, I could make it through anything. (laughs) And and that's been my experience as well. I've had some some radical perspective shifts in my personal life. And that made the things that I encounter in business just it puts them in perspective. Right. And and I don't often think of those things or draw back to them on a on a daily basis. But when I have the time and I block out on my calendar a contemplation block. I can draw back and if I'm going through some stuff with business, lost a client, this or that, whatever thing I'm experiencing in that moment, those negative emotions and the doubt and, oh, I don't know if this is, is working anymore. Maybe I should throw in the towel. If I have the time and the space set aside for me to really reflect from how far I've come to where I am today and the things I've experienced along the way on the personal and the business side, it just puts things in perspective. It's just, oh this is a blip on the radar and my gosh, if I could get through that back then and now I'm even older and wiser, I could certainly get through this today. So I, I think that those personal failures, they really do help to shape and, and make you a stronger person for the business world. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So is there a question that I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day,
1: no question but uh if i could just you know say anything to the listener it's just you know you you know enough start taking action if you're not already taking action and uh hire a team stop doing all this by yourself and uh just have fun with others and, and enrich the lives of others I, I didn't realize the impact that all this would have on my team you know one of my team members just paid off her house she's completely debt free and I never realized that was going to be accomplished from this small little tiny company
0: we started you know just a few short years ago. wow, powerful, and I love how you started that. Just get into action. you don't want to be the person with all the books with all the tapes with all the access, and you never took action yeah,
1: so. and I'll tell you i'm a i I'm a sucker for coaching and I usually have a couple at one time. I buy a book. I feel like every day I'm reading multiple books right now, but I still take action all day long. Um, There's a certain period I get up really early to read those books and study those courses. Um, But, you know, during the workday,
0: it's go time. Absolutely. I hear that. So how can listeners contact you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, check me out on YouTube or Instagram.
1: Uh, Brent L. Bowers is my IG handle. Yeah, that's a
0: couple ways right there. Awesome. Brent Bowers, everyone. Land Sharks. Go check him out on YouTube and on social media. I certainly am going to. I'm very interested in this topic right now. And I uh, really appreciate having you on. It, it was an excellent episode. And I know my listeners got value from it. Thanks so much, Jeffrey. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free Ultimate Real Estate Goal Setting Framework. The link is in the description of the show, and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.